Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Welcome everybody to uh, Guest Thursday. Uh, We have very special guests uh, because they're friends of uh, Kathy, uh, Kendra, and Nathan. Uh, live in Mass. Where do you live in Massachusetts, actually? Uh, Haverhill. Is that uh, near anything? <laughs> anything that we yeah, know? It's, it's right, right, right next to the Over border. The border. Ham- right yeah. the border, in New Hampshire. Okay. So, as soon as you leave New Hampshire, you hit Haverhill. It's the you find us. Yeah, it's the biggest town <laughs> north of Boston. Okay, great. Oh, there's the accent. There yeah, it is. You'll hear it. Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Park the car too far. Yeah, you know we got that. Yeah. Uh, so it's really great having you and Kathy. Uh, they're good friends of yours, and they know you since they're, that's why they're in your studio. So, yes, uh, yeah, I, I am excited for everybody to get to meet Kendra and Nathan. They are, as I've told you, two of our favorite people. We have known them for over twelve years, um, living here, and they are actually an essential, central part of our team for doing abide retreats. Um, they are. Uh, the, Nathan does everything food and Kendra assists him in that. And then also major prayer warriors in the midst of the whole thing. And I truly were spoiled to have the two of them as part of our team when we're doing the retreats and everyone absolutely loves them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. So you got, you guys do all the cooking, uh, dinners and all that. Yep. I do what he tells me to do because I can't cook. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so he's the chief and you're just you just follow him around right? i do whatever he says and it works out great <laughs> yeah what, what's a good team we what's been uh what's been the funnest thing you prepared for a retreat oh mm. good question that that's a good question good. I, I don't i don't it's all fun to me because it's food yeah so food's just fun to do it's just turning it's i guess would be turning our mm, our dinners yeah. and our lunches into something else, into a breakfast or into a lunch or into another dinner. Yeah. So he takes leftovers from a meal. This yeah. is one of his greatest gifts because it's not, amazing. Not everybody can do this, I don't think, but he will take what was left over and just you know reposition it, it, repurpose yep. it for a whole different meal, and nobody knows the wiser. <laughs> Yes. but it's it's fascinating what Literally, you can do whatever dinner yeah. before yeah. will yeah. be in this creative breakfast spread the next day or the chicken yeah. will turn into this chicken salad for sandwiches yeah. and, and you'd never know and yeah. he is a master oh, that's cool. and he has it all down it does <laughs> yes. does all of it to, it's the, amazing. to a science that's cool and the key to that is you don't tell anybody right so they just that's look right at, wow just look at this look out. at all the work Everything. you did yeah, uh, everything just, looks new. It I, did, does. I, just it does. I just did leftovers. <laughs> uh, well, that's great. Um, well, first of all, uh, for the audience to get to know you, uh, why don't each of you share how did you come to know Christ in, in your lifetime? Kendra, we can start with you and just share with us how did that happen for you? Sure. Um, so Nathan and I, and you know, our stories overlap actually because uh, we both grew up Catholic. I went to a Catholic school my whole life. We both got married in the Catholic church and um, we actually lived next door to a little (laughs) country church and um, literally next door. And one day, you know, a new church plant showed up 
And Nathan has a little, a couple stories around that, but, um, you know, I really, I went to the first service they had in the neighborhood, right? The neighbors kind of came and supported. And uh, it was not long after that I uh, got saved. And really, you know, I always believed in Jesus as my savior, but it wasn't a personal relationship with Christ yeah. um, until really that uh, church experience. And then shortly after that, got baptized. And then Nathan, you know, he would sort of read the newspaper on Sundays while I went to church. Um, and he would also um, do a lot of yard work that was very loud and disruptive, I'm sure, to the church service. Yeah, <laughs> on was, purpose. Uh, yeah, there was. Tell you some of that. Yeah, <laughs> lots of prayer went into into that. And you know, it was probably three months after my baptism that he went to a Lord's Supper, and um, you can probably take it from there. Yeah. So we had a lot. We had three different churches that were there before um, this church came in, and. I wasn't always the nicest person in the world. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I, I kind of read. So the you, you weren't taking them extra dinners and leftovers? And, uh, no, <laughs> no, I wasn't. I, I was I was trying to find out the biggest piece of power equipment that I could find and use on Sundays during, during their service. So that wasn't very nice of me. And I know that now, but when, when I was young and didn't really understand that. Yeah. So, yeah, like she said, the church, they new church came in you know, pastors came over and introduced themselves to us. And I was, I wasn't having it. I was, even when she said she was going the first service, I was like, go ahead, you can go. I'm not going, I'll be over here. Um, and that probably went on for like three months. And then it came down to one to a Sunday service. She said she was thinking about singing at, and I was like, well, if you sing, I'll go, I'll watch, you know? So I went to that. It was, it was interesting. Um, and then later on that day was a Lord's Supper. And uh, during that Lord's Supper, it, it just pierced me. I couldn't take it any longer. I went home and they went to bed. I stayed in the office downstairs and pretty much cried myself to, mm. you know, so. Now, he left out a part of the story that I feel like he needs to share. <laughs> because in the midst of this, of him deciding to come to the church was some really good um pastor well i don't know if you're just service heart yeah. servant heart so, by the leadership at the church so the the two pastors there were, were <laughs> wonderful um they they came over and introduced themselves they came over and introduced us and asked us to come over a barbecue and then they came over again and said if we can do anything for you and all that and at that time i was renovating our bathroom and i had a, a tub in my backyard that i was actually planning on just burying a cast iron cast iron tub, tub. that was very heavy <laughs> very, very heavy, heavy tub. Cast iron i can tub. imagine and i said and because I, I really wasn't saved then i was like you can take the tub and they took the tub and i still can't believe that they they took the tub to help i just they, they two little guys and they they took the tub they so. did but i think their consistent yeah demonstration yeah. of yes. god's love to you regardless yes. of what you put up yep. in their face yep. um really went a long way i think in softening your heart yep. as well yeah. it did yeah. wow yeah. that's beautiful um and you were both now you were both married at that time right yep. yeah yep. yeah yeah oh, we were that's amazing yeah three or four years uh, in? yeah yeah three, yeah was, our actually, son was no, four our son was four it's like seven yeah. seven years in we, okay we've yeah. been married at that point okay. yeah um well tell us about that uh, piece of it how did you meet each other and uh, why did you guys decide to get married well we met back <laughs> when meeting online was not appropriate appropriate <laughs> <laughs> so we met in an aol chat room 
Yeah, <laughs> which I did not tell my parents for a very long time. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, basically, I, I just you, you up... just said we met. We met in a room, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I put up a rose on the on the little chat room and said a rose for all ladies in the room. And she answered. So well, but let me say, as an HR professional, I have a set of interview questions yeah. that everybody would have to answer to be moving through the process. So um <laughs> so and the good news was we both worked in downtown Boston. He worked in the Prudential Center, I worked in the John Hancock Tower, and we met one day after work in downtown Boston. <laughs> And, um, you know, had a great walk through the Boston Garden. And yeah, it was nice. We had fun. Yeah. So, and the rest is history, really. Yeah. <laughs> nine months later, I asked to marry me. And yeah, that was it. So you dated, you dated for nine months. And, uh, yep. Uh, and when you guys are in the same town, right? Uh, no, she was actually, I was in Haverhill and she was living in Seekonk. By at, Rhode Island. By Rhode Island. So I would commute an hour and a half north to Boston to work. Yep. He would commute an hour and a half south to Boston to work. And um, and so Boston was really our meeting place and yep. where we would spend a lot of time, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what attracted you to each other to decide, yeah, I'd like to spend the rest of my life with you? Okay, I was going to say something inappropriate, but um, <laughs> that, that, let me just say- That's okay, we've had, get, we've had many guests do that, so that's no problem, go ahead. <laughs> he, looks, he looks great in a chef coat, um, and he made dinner the first night, it was very nice. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's his uh, servant heart, you know, it is his- um, like the protector and the caretaker. I'm going to cry. I cry a lot. <laughs> I do, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, I, but you know, Nathan has always been ready before me to do everything. He was ready to propose. He was ready to get married. He was ready to have kids, everything. He's always faster. He's faster with everything and I catch up eventually. <laughs> so, um, I'm just a little slower, but yeah. So for nine months, I was just shocked and surprised at that mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. um but yeah it was the best decision i ever made yeah yeah great how about you nathan what was your attractiveness to her we just it was just very easy to talk to her and very easy to be with her it was just it just felt natural it didn't feel like it you know if you're trying to force something it was, everything was just natural to do with with yeah. her yeah whether it was you know and we we just hang out it was just you know driving around the, the beaches yeah. and back roads and hanging out and talking so it was it was very easy and that's you know and then my it, it did come out of my father saying when are you gonna put a ring on her hand because if you let her go then you're a fool so. that's funny that's great and how many how many years have been married now 21 20 20 <laughs> okay it's 2001 april 28 2001 it shouldn't be hard 20 20 years yeah I do people, not numbers. Right, I'm sorry. Right. Well, 20 years, that's great. And how many children do you have? We have two. Uh, we have an 18-year-old and a 13-year-old little girl. Yep. I still call a little one. I know. Yep. Both of whom I had in children's ministry for years oh, when cool. they were young. So in our early yeah. years of knowing each other, I had both their kids in children's yeah. ministry. So it's fun. And the 18-year-old um, is getting ready to move on to college? What's he, do what's he uh, or she doing? No, no he, he's, he's never going to move out. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no. He, it's he's, okay. He's on his way to be an electrician. He, he's, yeah. he graduated from um, a technical school in Massachusetts. So 
he already graded with a bunch of hours. He's doing apprentice work and he's going to school at night for the rest of the work he's got to get done. So he's doing great. I mean, I, yeah. we can't complain. He's yeah. got a good head he's in his shoulders. Good boy. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's a good kid. Yeah. And he's doing what he's enjoying. Yeah. He loves he's it. Yeah. He it. loves yeah. it. Yeah. Well, Kathy, Kathy, this is something you don't know, but um, I was an electrician. Really? <laughs> when I was uh, uh, in high school, um, between my junior and senior year, uh, my dad had a neighbor. He was actually the union. This is in Chicago, Illinois. He was the union boss for the electricians, you know, uh, oh, wow. uh, deal. And he said, hey, you want to you want to you want to become an electrician and learn to be an electrician uh, as at least an apprentice? Yeah, sure. Why not? It pays really well. So, uh, <laughs> that's funny. So they sent me uh, to uh, downtown Chicago, uh, and it was in the post office, and we wired the the first electronic mail sorting machines in the world. Oh, you're kidding! That's, that's you know, awesome. And my job was to help you know do that, um, and they were about eighty feet long, and about. 10 feet wide, and then each of them had a console. At that time, they started the zip coding process. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but it was a, it was a manual, semi-manual, so that uh, our, our sorting machine would put the document in front of the person, they would punch in the number, and then it would put it in a bucket. Oh, wow. Uh, Funny. And, and we wired, I got, ele- I got electrocuted once. <laughs> Oh no! I was in, inside the machine, and I did, I forgot to tell somebody, and they turned the machine on, and I got I got I got zapped with uh, you know that's why that's why my hair uh, hair you know was fuzzy. Um, and um, it was we had a foreman that was uh, he was Polish, uh, and you know back in '33 you know we we did this, and he was a guy that every day. Well, um, I was also a golfer. And so I took a Friday off and got and went golfing, and I, I called in sick. But he knew he knew he knew I wasn't sick. Uh, so he um, Monday I show up and he said, "Okay, you're off. You're off the electronic sorting machine. You're going to go with uh, uh, this guy here, and you'll spend the day with him, and you're just going to go out and wire stuff." Uh, and so I got uh, <laughs> I went out with him. And in Chicago, um, and I got uh, I got a knife in my back uh, with a guy that came up and tried to steal money, and you know uh, he tried to knife me, and the, the guy told him to you know get out of here and leave, so he did. And then they took me down to um, a uh, <laughs> a Chinese restaurant uh, in Chicago, and the guy says, "You go down and fix the motor." So I go down, uh, in the basement is probably 30 people shelling shrimp and all that stuff. Uh, and there's black things in it and all that. And I go to the, uh, the furnace and there's probably 2,000 cockroaches oh. all over the oh. furnace. And you know, the guy said, you know, I just get them out of the way and fix it, you know? And so I do. And, it was it was a day of complete misery. Uh, the next day, I get a call. He said, "Okay, come back to the to the foreman at the mail sorting machine," which I do. 
Uh, and he says, son, don't you ever call in sick again. <laughs> uh, or you'll be doing that. You'll be doing that. You'll be doing that every day. Uh, or if, and if you don't, you can come back and work on, the, on this beautiful new machine, which I said, got it. You know, so so uh, I, was, uh, I was an electrician like your son's going to become. And it's, uh, oh, that's great. Uh, it becomes really, particularly because he'll go through the apprenticeship, right? And, yep. and step yep. up into the uh, union and he'll get paid really well. And he'll actually have a really nice job. So that's, that's terrific. Uh, <laughs> so tell us about your careers. Uh, as you, uh, so you got married and tell us about each of your careers, uh, as you've been through that. So, yeah, so I've, I'm, I've been in cooking or baking my entire life. Mm. So when, when I met her, I was, uh, working in, I was managing an Aubon plan at that point. Um, and then once we got married, it wasn't too long after we got married, I moved on to a catering company where we did in-flight catering for all the private jets, which was me at that point it was a great job yeah mm -hmm. um so and and from there i went to manufacturing i've i've worked in every aspect of food there there is uh so it's been restaurants mom and pop hotels manufacturing and now i'm in school food service which is the best gig in all of food <laughs> um so but you also see it, I think, as a ministry too, right? Like feeding the kids. I yeah, I, I, I yeah, yeah, I have my heart for the kids. I yeah. mean, I don't, you know, we hear stories all the time in schools and even yeah. between the both district, districts I've been in, you know, there's kids that go home and don't have food. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, to me, it's, you know, making the kids not feel bad about or anything, but really helping them out and sending them home with stuff and making sure they have something on the weekends and mm -hmm. at nights and stuff like that, because it's, not not fair not not fair for those kids to feel you know shunned or anything like that because they they're not able to or their parents can't yeah. afford it you know? yeah. and in the position that nathan's in he is also able to really control the menus that go out and so mm -hmm. the things it's not what we used to get yeah when we were kids uh, i see the things he puts out and he's giving these kids healthy well-balanced and good you know, food and a yeah. lot of these kids don't have that is the place where they get yeah. that and that's it yeah we do where where our food is close to what you get at like panera bread oh nice um, applebee's that's the stuff we're catering and making menus to mm -hmm. for those districts we don't have we don't do that burgering bag of chips you know <laughs> I, that's what i grew up with here's a burger here's a bag of chips you right. want tomato soup yeah Here you go it's it's not that i mean well we we've done everything from you know you know a beef dish to mm -hmm. indian dishes to sushi to you name it we've done it great what's your and what's your official role with them um so i just changed changed uh district so now i'm the nutrition coordinator for uh bill ricker okay that's great sounds like you really enjoy it and you're gifted there so it's fantastic yeah i i, I love my job yeah yep yeah, so i can't complain that's great <laughs> kendra i'm gonna brag on him go for ahead one more second before he goes on uh -oh. um, during COVID, well, I'm just thinking about the hours yeah, that you yeah. put in during COVID. One of the things that went on in Massachusetts, um, I don't know if that happened everywhere or not. It was across, everywhere. Across oh. the country, yeah. Okay, so federally, um, meals had to be provided for kids throughout the summer, even yeah. um, when school was closed, and they had to coordinate drop-off points and pickup points to make sure that kids without transportation could still get that food, even though they were remote learning and everything else. And so what he and his team had to do to step up to yeah. keep these kids cared for in that time was absolutely incredible. Mm. You know, yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. There's ministry. One yes. of the biggest lessons I've learned recently, there is ministry in your work. You Absolutely. Know, don't, don't shortchange that, right? No. Um, yeah. And so for me, I um, got a psych degree. I have a master's in HR. And so HR, when I graduated with the psych degree, my father said, what are you going to do with this? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> um, but I ended up uh, working in HR. I did recruiting and I've done um, what we call like generalist work and business partnering. And, um, you know, a big piece of what I do is employee relations and the employee relations piece. It's, you know, actually what your boss did with you was wonderful. It's better than any performance improvement plan could do because he showed you a different option that wasn't as good and changed your behavior, right? Um, but, you know, really it's about, for me, you know, developing managers, growing leaders, making sure our employees have a great work experience. Um, but, you know, sometimes there are those situations where people may not be in the right role. They yeah. may not be using their skill sets and gifts. Um, and, and, you know, really every day I pray, God, help me be your hands and feet. Let me shine your light. Um, and as I do that, you know, as God does, he brings those situations and, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, even this week I've had a situation an employee showed up, uh, you know, intoxicated at work. And, uh, of course that morning was, it, you know, as I usually do, and then God brings, and, you know, I was able to really minister and have mm -hmm. a very, like a heart to heart conversation. And he just called me today and he's in um, a facility and getting help and he sounds so much better. Oh, beautiful. And, you know, those are the things where, you know, I'm in the business world, but there's, there's a ministry there and there's yes. a ministry in the schools. There's a ministry, mm -hmm. you know, in, in everything you do and the Lord puts you in those places for that. That's so, right. um, mm -hmm. anyway, yeah. What kind of a company are you, uh, uh, officer of, uh, HR, uh, executive? Um, so it is a, I've usually been in software in that world. This is my first time not being in that world. And they actually make um, industrial size printers okay. that are uh, printing things like billboards and, um, you know, just huge signage that would be in theaters and, you know, Fenway and all those kinds of things. So, but they actually also print um, textiles like your clothing and leather and, you know, shoes and purses and all those things. So it's amazing what you wouldn't think is printed, but is. <laughs> so, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. Uh, now, are you are you both able to work around your where you live now, or do you have to commute uh, for for very long? Go ahead. So I'm about thirty minutes to work right okay. now. So yeah. it's okay. it's it's a it's a straight shot. So it's not it's it's actually good because it's it's like detox time and then on after work coming home <laughs> yep. and in the morning it's just it's just me and god so yep. it's 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 a good time yeah good yeah. um for me i've been working at home a lot um which is funny being in hr to be mm -hmm. able you know there's you're always around people and you're used to that but um you know i've been at home a lot through all of this cuz our employees have been at home a lot yep. um and then most recently i've been traveling every other week to michigan so we have a site out there that needs some help. And, uh, in fact, God opened my eyes to a spiritual battle at that site. Mm -hmm. mm. And, uh, you know, it's required a lot of prayer and, um, a lot of protection yeah. and you're seeing a lot of headway. and though. we are, we yeah. are, we're seeing a lot of headway. So, and it's, it's all God working. So yeah. it's, it's been, you know, he just brings you in. It's the partnership. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, being with, uh, Kathy and abiding retreats, you probably have learned about abiding and live it out. Tell us, 
how do you, how does that work for you? How do you personally abide? You can each of us share, and then we can talk about together. How do you, you know, discern God's will? And you, and you talked about, you get to be part of God's fantastic plan in life and uh, give it away. So uh, share a little bit about that. How does that work for you personally? Yeah. You know, for me, and I don't know how like nuts and bolts you want to go, but um, you know, I wake up every morning, uh, turn on, I shut off the fan, turn on the light. I'm squinting because it was so dark. (laughs) I hop right back in bed and I have a little lap desk. I get on my lap and I have the Bible, my journal, and I use um, the blue letter Bible app on my phone to read commentaries Mm -hmm. and look at, you know, the words in Greek and things like that. So you know, that is, you know, I start with prayer and, um, you know, at the end of prayer, I'll, uh, prayer is a two-way street. It's a two-way dialogue. It's not just me to him. It's being quiet and saying, Lord, what do you have for me today? Which is uh, really the most beautiful thing that you hear. Um, And I'll ask him where he wants me to read. You know, I've actually gotten to a place where I very, you know, just about daily, he will tell me where to go and I will go. And uh, every time he knocks my socks off of when I go, I'm like, yep, there it is. You know, that's the message you had for me. Um, and I journal about that and what he, you know, I journal the verses that I've read um, and I write what it means to me and why those verses struck my heart. Um, and I'll read the commentary about them. Um, and even through the commentaries, I'll write things, you know, mm-hmm. that really just, he's speaking a message to my heart um, through all of that. So, yeah. you know, that it, every day it's like waking up, looking forward to what does my father have to say to me? Um, and there's so much love in that. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just like beautiful to, to be with him. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's a little bit the same, but I get up, I, I shower, I get myself going. I go downstairs. Um, as soon as I get downstairs, um, I go to the kitchen table and all my stuff is spread across the kitchen table. I know she doesn't like it, but it's all there. <laughs> I just clean it up after. <laughs> um, but I, I go down there and I, I, I open the Bible and I start reading where I, where I left off the day before. Um, once something really talks to me, whether it be a word in a verse or the whole verse, um, I take that whole verse and write it down and then I cross-reference it probably too many times. But... <laughs> I cross reference until, until it either makes sense to me what he's trying to say, yeah, or um, or just okay. Now I understand what what the, what that word means, you know. Um, and every day for me, like she goes all if I if I start if it's Peter or Revelations, I stay and I'll read the whole book and just see what it said through the whole thing. Um, and then I'll t- sometimes I take just words and I'll look those words up mm-hmm. through the whole Bible. You know, whether, you know, unity, just take that word and go through it and see what it says to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my mornings are, it, it's, and then my son comes downstairs about the time I'm praying at the end of all that. So he starts making noise. And so then I'm like, you gotta be a little quiet. I've been making you a lot for work. Um, so then I, I, I pray, I, I listen and I, anything that's said during that quiet time that I'm just sitting there gets written down. And sometimes those will lead, those words lead to other places where I have to go mm-hmm. dig into the Bible more. Yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, and you you mentioned uh, as you, uh, Kendra, as you were looking at your work, you said you you entered into a place where you saw something spiritual going on. Mm-hmm. Um, describe that a little bit. What is that? What is that? Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Uh, how did you interpret mm-hmm. that? Uh, how did you follow God into his will for that? 
that's something that is true and you're saying you're experiencing it. So help the audience understand what does that, what does that look like for you mm. as you experience that? <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah. All right. It's a story. Be, beware. Okay. Um, so uh, at this particular location, we've had a lot of employees quit. We've had a lot of, just a lot of issues. Um, so I turn up at this location, you know, post COVID for the first time in a year and a half. And um, all I can say is I actually left. I was there from a Monday to a Thursday. By Thursday, uh, Wednesday night, I'm in the emergency room with hives. Whoa. And I'm in the emergency room with hives in part because of my reaction to everything happening and coming at me. The level of negativity, the level of stress, just the level of craziness I'm experiencing in this like short amount of time. And I think, um, and I think there's a bit of like a, a reaction to that, right? A physical response. A, fi a yeah. physical response to what's happening. Um, I've had during that week, I had employees say to me, gee, it's like there's this big black cloud over our office and we don't know why it just feels that way. Um, there's just this negativity and this heaviness. Um, and, you know, I'm listening, but I don't think spiritual at the moment, you know, I'm just sort of taking in everything I'm getting, which was a lot. Um, and, and honestly, when I came home, mm -hmm. I cry a lot. <laughs> um, I was broken hearted to these people. I was just broken hearted, like a lack of leadership um, and a lack of just leadership can lead to employees being so unhappy and so demoralized. So I come home on a Thursday night, on a Friday, he said, how was your trip? I couldn't even talk. Or, and I ranted a bit <laughs> of just, I can't believe the state of things that I found, um, but I really couldn't process. And even on Monday, I'm on a conference call the following Monday with another Christian woman at work who there are very few. So uh, and she's across the country. So we don't even like talk a lot, but she looked at me and she texted on this conference call. She texted me and said, are you okay? And I said, I'm fine. And I thought nothing of it. She called me the next day and she said, no, really, are you okay? And I said, I'm fine. What's wrong? Why do you ask? You know, I said, did I look that bad? Like <laughs> I must've looked really bad. Um, but she said, no, you did not look right at all. Like your joy was kind of stolen. Like I can just see you, you're different. You're presenting different. I said, and then it hit me. Step one. I said, joy, you're a Christian. You have spiritual eyes. You're seeing the heaviness that I have just been through mm -hmm. physically on me and the impact it's had. Mm -hmm. So that was my first step of knowing this is a spiritual issue. Uh -huh. um, and so, you know, I, it, I really had to almost like peel it off me because it was heavy and yucky um, and get into God presence to bring me, like just bring me out of that, which he did. Um, and of course, every other week I go back. So I went back and it was a Tuesday morning. I think it was. And I just prayed and I said, God, tell me what is going on. Why is it this bad? It, it's bad. 
all crazy things happening. And, uh, you know, what is happening? And he just said, I am bringing you into a spiritual war and I am with you and you have to pray. You have to pray over the leadership's offices. You have to pray over the facility. You have to pray walking around. I said, okay. <laughs> so at 6.30 at night, uh, when everybody was gone, I did, you know, I did. And then I continued to pray when I wasn't there, you know, when I'm in the hotel, when I'm home. Um, and then this week, which is like my fourth trip or something, you know, I actually had somebody say to me, gee, it feels like the cloud is lifting. It mm. feels like um, things are getting happier. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, it's God, it's the spiritual battle and him opening my eyes to that and me seeking him and to tell me and prepare me for this. Um, and I said to a friend, you know, I feel like I'm a little fish swimming uphill in this whole issue of this facility. And she said, Kendra, you've got God's power. How mm. can you think you're alone? Mm. Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, there's this good stuff he's doing and, um, and people are feeling the difference. And I truly believe it's because the joy of the Lord is there. Wow. And, and when you, uh, when you heard that, when God told you, this is, you know, you're going to enter a spiritual battle. I'm going to be with you. You're going to have to stand. Um, how did that, how did that come to you? How does, how do you describe that? Cause that's, <laughs> uh, Kathy and I talk about all the time that listening and hearing and receiving is the beautiful way that God walks us into his will. And, yeah. <laughs> and he's got to reveal stuff that we don't know, right. uh, which he obviously did. How did that, how did that come, come to you? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's really hard to answer that and hard to describe that. Um, I mean, I feel like, um, I have this ability to really hear him. Well, yeah. I think I don't, I don't know how or why, but I do. And I'm very attuned to him. Um, and, you know, when you hear his voice, it's always peaceful, um, even if it is a rebuke, even if it is <laughs> something that is a little scary. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I do. Because I was scared when, he, when, he, when I heard that. But yet there's peace there and there's a, a quiet strength. And, you know, there's nothing he will ever say that will ever be um, you know, stressful or angry or, you know, mm -hmm. shameful or guilty. I mean, if it's not love, it's not, it's not from him, right? Like it's, it comes with love um, and it comes with peace, I guess would be the message. Um, but it's a practice. It's a practice mm -hmm. to be able to hear him and to, so part of, I mean, everybody's different, right? But for me, part of what I do you know, because our minds can wander and mm -hmm. our minds can go everywhere. And um, I have this picture that is in my mind, but I actually asked, we have a painter who's painted everything in our house over the years for us, um, beautiful paintings. And I found a picture that has been in my mind that she has now painted. So it's real, which I love. 
Um, but it's the picture of a woman at Jesus's feet mm -hmm. and, you know, really just having the arms stretched out to his feet and just the head down, like I'm listening, I'm here. Um, and that painting helps, but the mental picture helps. So your brain mm -hmm. focuses and you can hear him. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would say whatever it takes to focus and to hear him, and it may look different, it may be different for different people um, because um, you just gotta practice and find what that is to help you um, and then know when it's from him and when it's not, right? Because right. that's the peace and that's the, um, yeah, the love that comes with well, it. And as a friend having watched her spiritual growth over all yeah, this time. You have. It's, it's amazing to watch. It's amazing <laughs> to watch. But what she's describing here is very much intentional surrender. Yeah. You know, her heart when, you know, and, and I don't know exactly when all of that started mm. for you, if it started with abiding or mm -hmm. started a little mm -hmm. sooner, but um, her heart is to hear from him. Yeah. And when yeah. our hearts are in that position, we want to hear, we absolutely do. Yeah. you know yeah. that's and, and yeah she has a surrendered heart and mm -hmm. seeking and, and he doesn't want to hide he doesn't right. want to be a secret like he doesn't want to play hide and seek with you he <laughs> wants to talk to you right yeah, that's a good um, way of putting it. you know because you have to be willing to hear right. it and you have to in our culture and in the speed of life mm -hmm. um slow you know down. we have to slow <laughs> down and it can be hard but you have to work at that yeah. And it did start with abide. So I will mm -hmm. tell you, you know, our lives changed completely yes. after going through that retreat. I mean, that was, that was the spark. Um, and, you know, that is where we learned the skills to hear from him and mm -hmm. to spend time with him and to walk in his will. Um, and then it's up to people just like any, I'll call it any training as an HR person, we do training, mm -hmm. right. And, you know, it is up to people to use the skills and practice and do it or not. Right. right? And that, and it, and it totally changes your life. It's, you know, yeah. you know, we, we can say we're, we're Christians before that, but really you look at it, look back at it. Were, were we really a Christian or we were just doing the day-to-day -day life thing of Christians? Um, but abiding just changes everything. It, it, the, it's the world opens up at that point. Yeah, you see you see things differently. You hear things differently. It's it's yeah. it's an awesome it's an awesome thing. Like yeah. yeah. And uh, Nathan, for you as you've uh, experienced that of uh, God's will in your life, how how has that made a difference? And and can you give an example of something that you've been involved with that you're you're walking down the path with God? <clears throat> I guess mine would be this whole word of teach. <laughs> um he brings it up a lot during all my all my all my readings with him like he wants me to do teach he wants me to teach this and so uh and he first brought it up and it, opportunities open for me to teach different things uh one was a um a men's group thing we had on a saturday at our church someone had to do us do us do a little a little statement of stuff and I was like, well, he told me to teach. I might just raise my hand and say, I'll do it. <laughs> so, but yeah, but it, it's not something I look forward. Like, I, I don't look at myself that way. Like, I don't look at myself as so I'm going to be in the front of the room and teaching stuff. Yep. But a lot of things have played out to be that way. And, and, and just recently at work, there might be an opportunity that I'll be teaching something at work <laughs> as well. So, and it's, but it's, it's not, I don't believe it's in me, but he does. So I have to 
make sure I just lay at his feet and follow his his lead because it's for him, not, not for me. Yeah. And again, what's really cool with that is I remember sitting in your living room <laughs> with our small group because we had a small group that would gather and really we had no Bible study curriculum that we were doing no. or anything else. We would come together and it's just, hey, where where have you been in God's word this week and what's he speaking to you? And so there was, you know, at least a couple months before any of this teed yeah. up that he presented, he's like, I don't know what's going on, but God keeps putting this word teach in front of me. And you know, each week he'd come and he'd lay out these layers and we're like, do you see where, we see where this is going. Yeah. Do you see where this is going? Yeah. I'm a little yeah. slow um, on that part. Yeah. But it was, it was so cool because you watched God prepare his heart um, for, for quite a season, honestly, yeah. and then un, unravel how he was going to actually use that and continue to grow you mm-hmm. in it. It hasn't just been yeah. a dump right. and run. It's no. right. okay. Try this and do this. And then do, I, yeah. yeah. He's, one step he's at a time. Him, training him in it. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful thing to watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and as you both describe it, um, you actually said it, just said it, Nathan, uh, it's one step at a time. Yep. Uh, like what you're involved in with this uh, place you're visiting, uh, Kendra, is, well, the story's not over yet. Uh, it's mm-hmm. one step at a time. And That's right. uh, let me show you the next thing and the next thing. Um, why? And, and it's obvious uh, you both have great joy in that. Uh, yep. why, why does it bring you joy that, well, you don't have to figure everything out. You just, let's just go one step at a time. Why, why does that bring you so much joy? Because it's obvious it does, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just how do you not uh, how do you not want to spend time with your creator? Yeah, who loves you so much, right? Yeah, it's I mean, it, it's and I cry. I shouldn't cry. It's joyful, right? It's that that moment in time when you're reading His words that I put yeah. in that the Bible. That time alone with Him is is just it's. I, I can't even explain it. It's, it's, it's a feeling, it's, it's joy. It's, it's all those things and you're, you're learning and he's mm-hmm. guiding you f- through your life for that stuff. It's yeah. the living word. Yeah, It's, it's the, the living word. Yeah. It comes alive. You know, yeah. and for me, most of the, most of the year up here, my reading is done while the sun rises. So it's, it just makes it all, you know, <laughs> feel that much more better than me. I mean, yeah. when that sun hits the window and warms my, warms you up, it's like, okay, that's God warming me up. That's <laughs> not, that's his word warming up. It's not the sun. And so yeah, it's a special it. time. Yeah. 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 And Kendra, you, you've described the situation. Um, uh, as you look at it, you know, um, uh, why do you know that, God is up to something and it's going to, it's going to fulfill something. There's a story there. You actually said it. There's a story. It's not over yet. Um, why do you know it is going to continue to be developed and that you get to be part of that? Uh, he's actually using you to do that. What, 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 what's your perspective on that? As you see the situation that you're facing, well, I'm in the middle of that story. I don't know the end of it yet, but I do know it's going to be God's fantastic answer. So. Yeah, I mean, because I've seen him do so many things, right? I mean, look at the beginning of our time with you and Nathan talking about how he was with the church, right? And I mean, you watch the power of God transform your life and your heart and your mind. And um, he's always creating. As long as you hang out with him, he's always... (laughs) He's always creating and making you new, right? And he's evolving you and growing you. And that growth is continual as long as you stay connected to him. 
Um, and so the story, he is working all things for good, like he is, and it may not feel that way in the moment. Um, and so, you know, when you're in the nuts and bolts of it and you're in the moment, it can feel raw and ugly and hard and all those things. But um, it, it, there's all a refinement, a purpose, there's ministry in all of it. Um, there's love in all of it. And there's chances for you to shine his light, his love to mm. others through it, right? Yeah. So you got to look through the hard, but no, look through his eyes that this is not just the moment you're in. This is something he's got planned and you are just a part of it and you have to stay connected to him through it to get through it. You know, you have to, you've got to stay connected. You got, you got to trust him in that moment. Yeah, the faith. It just, just, yeah. It's just trust. It's trusting yeah. him. Yeah. No matter how bad it is, it's, you got to trust him. Yeah. He yeah. will bring you through it. Yeah. 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 And Kathy, you know, you've been around him uh, quite a bit. How would you uh, uh, kind of weigh in on, on your perspective of what God is up to uh, <laughs> with them? Because you've got to kind of watch it. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um. First of all, let me just say everybody needs a Nathan and Kendra in their life. <laughs> um, but that is, you know, when you guys and the audience have have heard me talk about community and how important that yeah. is in my world, um, this is part of that. Um, knowing that at any given time we can text yeah. these guys or have them over to talk or go over whatever and know that if we want to be abiding on something that this is a group yeah. that we can do that with. And so it's been mm -hmm. a huge blessing to us um, just to watch them grow and to come alongside and to be in community with them. But it is incredible. I mean, you're only seeing like the tip of the <laughs> iceberg of what God is doing in these guys' lives. Um, the positions that he has put mm. them in, both in their church and in their, the work and just the relationships that he's surrounding them with. Um, you know, talk about being blessed to be a blessing. They are, they are continually mm. giving it away. Yeah. And giving it away and and i believe being prepped to give it away even more mm -hmm. um it is it truly has been just a beautiful thing yeah. to watch um and and i feel so blessed to get to have them on our team <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah i mean they're they're going to be taking it through their church and teaching yeah. it to everybody kendra does all kinds of stuff with um this program called place and she has beautifully woven abiding into that yeah. and so the number of people yeah that um that she is able to touch and to teach abiding to just in the circles that god is putting her in and then nathan in his role as a deacon and in several other places um just also being in, they're being placed in influential mm. positions to ready the bride you yeah. know and really so. to teach people to abide and yeah cool and uh as we end our time together they they know it. as we end our time together maybe each of you could just uh give a, a brief perspective on why in your community, because uh, Kathy's obviously excited and you're excited, what is it about how that community functions that so stimulates the joy of being together? Uh, well, how would you, how would you describe that? Because we're, we've, Kathy and I have tried to talk about uh, the importance of community and how sweet it is. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you see about why why it's so sweet? Mm. Yeah, you both look at me. I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm um, trying to think of it. Yeah, that's, that's a that's a tough. It's question. a big question, right? But I mean, I'm just trying to think and just reflect a little bit. But um, you know, there's this level of connectedness that is not 
it's hard to describe mm-hmm. um, because there's the one common thread we have of Christ, right? And but but not just that; it's much deeper than that because yeah. you know she can text about something or I can text about something, but yet like the Lord has laid something on her heart to pray about, or I mean, and that's true in our marriage too. And you know that level of connectedness, that level of depth of um, trust and vulnerability, mm-hmm. and um, knowing that there are people who um, have, are working toward the same relationship with Christ that you are, mm-hmm. your hearts are for the same thing. Um, and like trusting what they're hearing from him. Yeah. Um, and it yeah. all works together. Like it's like puzzle pieces coming together that if yeah. I didn't have this, them who also abided and had that relationship, uh, I'm missing big pieces in my life. Yeah. Like confirmation on things, challenging me on things, mm-hmm. you know, it's, um, it's something that you don't get in every relationship, a depth mm-hmm. right, yeah. and like a, and a true sisterhood. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Us guys are not that good at texting back and forth, <laughs> each other. but, but, uh, but it, she said, she said it pretty much on point. I mean, it's, it's, it's that ability to know that you can you can pick that phone up and you can send a text. Hey, I'm having trouble with this. Can you please pray pray for this? Um, and then it's the whole working together and yeah, there's really I can't describe it enough. Yeah. That, like I don't know what words to put there. But it's deeper than a typical friendship. Like yeah. I yeah, it's, yeah. I agree. There's a yeah. depth there that only God. It's this deep Christ connection. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. that weaves you together because you're abiding together on things, um, or you know that you can call mm-hmm. the other person with difficult decisions and they'll abide with you. And, you know, you find that unity, right. In these relationships. Yeah. I mean, it, it comes down to the first time we, we, we went on the abide retreat mm-hmm. and we had these lovely people who cooked for us there. And we both looked at each other and was like, we, we can do that. We, <laughs> we should do that. That was and, Jeannie and Paul, by the way. <laughs> and and then Kathy came and asked us, and we we're like, we, we both we already talked about it. We already <laughs> talked about it. We knew we knew we knew we had to be there. We knew right. we had to do this. We and it was it was from God for us to do this. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I have a wonderful wife who can't cook, but <laughs> but I can. But she does she does other things better, presenting things like I and all that. And it just works out so well with us. And then Kathy and Dan and, and and Rob and Stacey there it's a it's a beautiful team that's just mm-hmm. you like it's God's it's yeah, it's it God's gift yeah. God yeah it's yeah it's, yeah it's it's his his gift to other people to get to take and we're there to give it to him yeah I mean yeah yeah and as you uh, look at the uh as you're describing it and this is what Kathy and I've been trying to help people with is that the difference is it's not just a group of people that well, it's nice being together, uh, but rather you're all seeking God together. Right. Um, right. And because you're seeking God together, which is, you know, something that I, I'm excited about just, just listening to you is I get to share in the excitement of what God's doing in your life right. that mm-hmm. thrills me because uh, yeah. it's, it's supernatural. It's amazing work. It it's it's what you know what we what we all get to experience because we all have a heart to do that, and that's what's the specialness about the community uh and the sweetness that just keeps getting more and more uh, amazing 
because you're seeking God and you're seeing God at work. And, uh, and you got to share that with us. And we, we so appreciate it. Uh, and Kathy, I, I don't know if you want to, you know, kind of summarize anything about the community or something that you'd like to say as we finish. Uh, you have any thoughts about why, why this community is so, is so special and sweet? Um, you know, I've shared so much on community before, but it is just, you know, it's absolutely essential. And honestly, as, as Rich and I talk about abiding and discerning God's will, and we talk about, you know, good times, end times Fridays, yeah. <laughs> talk and that sort of thing. I cannot imagine navigating yeah. this world, um, one, obviously without God, but two, without this community. I, right. I feel like it is a God-given gift to help clarify things. Um, even, you know, Kendra and I on the text string, and I know the guys don't do it as much, but they still talk. Um, mm -hmm. But the ability to speak into each other and to ask the questions that another friend wouldn't ask and to feel safe to answer and to know that whoever you're talking to on the other end of that mm -hmm. is actually wanting to hear from God, hearing from God, and is going to hold their tongue if they're not saying something that's from him. Right. That's a gift. Yeah. That, that is an incredible gift to trust friendships like that, yeah. who truly just have, you know, it's like the friendships we have with, with you and Linda. Yeah. We yeah. know when we're in conversation with y'all, one, it's going to be joy. Two, we're going to see God do incredible right. supernatural right. things. And three, you're going to be real with us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and we don't need people telling us what we want to hear. We need people helping us get to God's feet. And especially yeah. if we're struggling through something. Yeah, let's go um, and so it's just a beautiful gift that we have been given. And, um, and I would, I would desire that for everyone to be Absolutely. able to find friends like that and to cultivate those friendships. Yeah. You know? Well, we, uh, uh, it's a joy to hear your story and uh, to be part of it and to see your community. We get to see a little bit of your community because we can see how you guys act together and uh, it's really fun. And we encourage you to, Bro, we're looking forward to having you back. Uh, we'd love to hear about the story about what happened at the uh, the company, and then the fact that God said to you, uh, Nathan, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna guide you into teaching," mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and you said, uh, "Well, just let me be cook. Let me be let me be the cook." And he says, "Well, I'm gonna have you be cook, and I'm gonna have you teach. So let's yeah. go. Buckle up, buckle up, son. Let's go." You know? yeah. That's great. Uh, it's, it's gonna be so, right. That's, That's going to be right. fun to, to hear. So we look forward to having you back. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Kathy. I can see why you've talked about the beautiful uh, community. Them, right? We can see it and experience it. And uh, so we're excited. Kathy, we'll see you tomorrow on uh, Good Times Friday. Uh, and, uh, and we'll have you guys back. Thank you so much for uh, being part of what we're doing. And thanks for sharing your heart. Thank Absolutely. you. And thanks for joining us, everyone, today. I hope you are as blessed by Kendra and Nathan and their stories as we are. Yep. Um, just exalting God at every corner. So thanks for joining us, and we'll see you tomorrow. Yep, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments. And tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.